What's up, everybody? Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from Affable Idiots. That whole intro, as I just screamed, I was like, fuck, that's a Greg Miller intro. Don't do the Greg Miller intro. And then I stumbled a little bit. I was like, what, what is the name of our show? I'm one of your hosts, Chad. Michael has thoughts in his brain all the time in us. We've got our uh, other co-host here, Adam. Chugging on a... <laughs> I can't even get it out. Chugging on a pickle jar. <laughs> Gumby. Chugging on a Adam? pickle jar. It's, it's funny, I hate pickles. So that's you hate, like but a do really you like pickle juice? Nickname. I like the smell, I hate the taste. Oh, no. One of those few foods that I'm like. Is it choppy like. for you, too? Am I? Not on my end. Yeah, you were, you were choppy. You as a, yeah, you were choppy as a master chef yeah. just now. Can you, well, can you say that again? on podcast. Yeah, well, I said I like the way pickles juice smells. I hate the way it tastes. One of the f- few foods that I feel that way towards. Whoa, I'm the opposite. I really enjoy the taste of pickles and pickle juice, but I don't like the smell of the like vinegary pickle juice. It's uh, I love that vinegar shit. Mm, so good. I <sighs> generally like really do enjoy the taste of pickles. However, uh, a couple of months ago, I ate a bunch of bagged pickles from this company mm. called Van Holten live on stream, and they were awful. Like bottom of the barrel street trash completely terrible whoa um, and i encourage everybody at home never buy them never do it have y'all ever seen a pickle under a uv light a black light no, it's like no. this this it looks like almost like an inverted watermelon go look it up go look it up or i guess no it's, it's more like a regular watermelon yeah it's, it's got like pink insides hmm. pickle black light go google yeah, yeah, yeah. Bright green outside, hot pink inside. Yeah, it's wild. Oh, oh shit. Would not have expected that. That huh? is fascinating. It's upsetting. The person who just said fascinating is Alex. Don't forget his last name, Cozina. How are hey, you, Alex? Hey, hey, I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back. Alex, every single time I introduce you, I make up a silly name, and I get so concentrated on ma- making up a silly name that I always blank on your last name for a second. So I don't, if you go back and listen to like the last 20 episodes of our podcast, I was like, Alex, funny middle name, <laughs> Cozina, <laughs> which is funny because to most people that who also who are my friends that also know you, I call you Cozy, which is, duh, that's your last name. Anyway, that's our podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, we will see you next week. TV <laughs> Twitch.tv slash football idiots. It's gonna be a good one today, y'all. It's gonna be a good one. You can find us on uh, Sunday evenings right now, like you are right now at 8:30 Eastern time on twitch.tv slash affable idiots on Sunday evenings, or you can catch us on demand if you want to snooze on all the good news. And uh, that's on YouTube services and podcasts on Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern. I made that up as I was saying it, and it sounded so good. It's pretty good. Big topic of conversation today that was coming up. Naughty Dog, some stuff. Maybe they don't want to make their games anymore. What? But before we get to that, we're going to go to our main quest, which is talking about the Xbox Developer Direct. Now, you've got an underscore in here, Adam. Is that a... It says Xbox Developer underscore Direct. Was that like branding from Microsoft or was that a typo? That's the way that they wrote it out in every tweet and every it was developer underscore direct is how okay. they wrote it out. Okay. Okay. Gross. Logan Plant from IGN brings us this, this info. Everyone has been waiting. The anticipation, the pins and needles, the good, the bad, the ugly, beyond good and evil too. 
Minecraft Legends is the upcoming strategy game, action strategy game set in the Minecraft universe. And today we learned the game is coming out on April 18th, four days before Earth Day and my brother's birthday. Minecraft Ooh. Legends is an action strategy spinoff from Mojang's popular open world crafting survival game. Like the world of Minecraft itself, the PvP mode will be procedurally generated. Players who want to play on the offensive can take the fight and siege the enemy base or attack piglins. That's the real name. Piglins. That's the first time I've ever heard of that. I've played I've played maybe 15 hours of Minecraft, and all I knew were creepers and getting lost and drowning in the water. <laughs> players who want to explore can scavenge for resources and secrets or scout out enemy bases. Finally, players who like building can build complex Minecraft-style bases and armaments to defend against enemies. So we got those new that news. Sounds like Minecraft Legends is Minecraft. It sounds like because all of that sounds exactly like what happens in Minecraft. Mm -hmm. Have that, you? So I will say I watched all these videos, um, and Minecraft. I was like, "What is Minecraft Legends? What is Minecraft Legends?" And it is like a third-person action game mixed with an RTS kind of a thing, where like you have bases and you like, you know, you build the defenses of like it's, it feels like an RTS but third person. Oh, uh, it's pretty interesting. It's an interesting okay. idea. Looks pretty cool. Okay, I did not watch the video. The only thing I've watched the video for in this is Hi-Fi Rush, which we'll see down below. Yeah. Um, next up, Turn 10 Studio showed off new gameplay for Forza Motorsport, which is set to, re to come out sometime in 2023. The developer said Forza Motorsport will feature 20 locations to race. Who knows how many seasons? Last time they had four seasons. Are we going to get something new? Are we going to get space? Is there going to be a vacuum and everything flies into the sky? Who knows? <laughs> we also saw lots of beautiful shots of the racing, which will run at 4K, 60 frames per second, with ray tracing, everybody. 60 FPS, 4K with ray tracing. Forza Motorsport will feature more than 500 cars, including over 100 cars that are new to the game. Have there been 100 cars released since the last time Forza Motorsport came out? What are they going to yeah, do? Yeah, there was the 2018 and the 2019 and the 2020. Okay. You know? okay. No, I have no idea. I um I don't have any connection to this game. Probably won't play it. Uh, however, Same. however, about a week ago, I did like a video game like fantasy critic league draft with some friends on another Discord server, and I needed a game to kind of round out my initial selection. And I was like, oh hey, lots of people are anticipating this Forza Motorsport game. Based on what you saw at this Xbox-style direct presentation, do you think that this game's going to score high? Do you I'll think say, it's going to bring home the moolah? I've done multiple Fantasy League drafts, and I've taken Forza Motorsport at every single one of them. Because it is a next-gen racing game that's pretty as shit. It's going to be all nines. Like, it's going to, I don't know, you know, specifically for a Fantasy Critic, I don't see that game going below, like, an 89 at worst. Like, that's fucking the floor. Uh, it's like the arcade well. racing game, and like there's no competition for it basically out there. Yeah. So like, yeah. Well, sim, people okay. want... Wait, sim motorsport racing, is sim? So it's even nerdier. Oh, Horizons the arcade. Yeah, motorsport is Horizons. Got it, got it, got it. So it's then, even yeah, there nerdier. Is, so the yeah. really nerdy people will be reviewing it, and they're gonna love it. Now that does have I'm Gran Turismo it. against it, but Gran Turismo comes out once every 17 years. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's not so bad. <laughs> no, I I've had all my fantasy drafts. I think it's gonna review super well. I wouldn't be shocked if it was close to 90 or whatever. I will ask you a question, Alex. Well, again, this game is beautiful. Holy shit. This 4K 60 ray tracing. Everything they show is cool. Alex, I got a question for you, though, all right? Yes. 
You always mention this other Discord. You want to give us some some clues <laughs> oh, about that? It's a com it's a comedy button Discord. Oh, I didn't know that they had a fantasy critic over there. I mean, it, it was something. It, it's not like a big like tradition of the Discord server. It's just something I was like, hey, what if we did this? You know, for fun this year. It's not something we've ever done before. We just we got a couple of people together and we were like, yeah, let's do this. Very cool. Because he he says it like it's a secret lover. He's like the other Discord I'm in. I'm <laughs> the like, other Alex, woman. what are you doing? Yeah. It's just a it's just a thing I've noticed over the months that you always say like the other Discord. I think it's pretty funny. I mean, there are some there are some Discord servers I'm a part of that you'll never know what they are. But <laughs> yeah, the comedy button one that's open to the public. I immediately hate all of them. We're, we're a good crew of people. No one's allowed to have friends you outside of me. Hate all of them. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I think they're fine, Alex. <laughs> oh, thank you, Adam. If you're looking, to, looking forward to Elder Scrolls 6, keep waiting. Xbox shared a look at Elder Scrolls Online's newest class, the Arcanist, which talked and talked about its next major content update. The content is titled Necrom, similar to Necromancy. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, things coming back from the dead. Yeah. The chapter is taking players back to Morrowind. Cool. Eldritch Horrors. There's a big monster with a hundred eyes and a bunch of tentacles. Looks pretty cool. Nice. Those trailers always look cool. But those are the ones that, yeah. that like, the trailers, the CG trailers look really, really awesome. And then you play the game. It's like, this is not what I signed up for. Oh, it's like every MMO ever. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and we get to Tango Gameworks' next game, which is Hi-Fi Rush, which is a rhythm adventure game under development exclusively for the Xbox Series X and S. And it's coming out now. Oh. <gasps> The trailer revealed a bombastic, comic-like art style, original tunes, and rhythm-based movement in combat. Hi-Fi Rush's rhythm-based gameplay impacts every aspect of its world. Everything, your attacks, enemy attacks, obstacles, cutscenes, everything occurs to the beat of the music. But Tango reassures you it's not a punishing rhythm game. You can jump, dodge, parry, and attack using any buttons, and they will automatically sync up to the beat of the music. But if you manage to keep rhythm correctly, you'll do more damage and build up powerful combos. Now this... Tickles my pickle. People have been really sharing their love of it over the course of the past few days. And I do wonder, I do wonder if maybe part of the reason why people have fallen so in love in this, fallen so in love with this game has something to do with the fact that a kind of mediocre game from Square Enix just recently came out and people needed a palate cleanser. Mm. But yeah, nothing but love for this game on my Twitter feed. I feel it's right place, right time, because I've been playing this. This game is fucking dopish. I don't even care about rhythm games most of the time. It's things like, I like Jet Set. Like, I like the style of that, and that was cool. And I started playing this. I'm only about 30 minutes an hour in, and they everyone's like, no, it gets way better when you get past that part. And I'm like, oh, no, this game's already awesome as shit. <laughs> I think it's perfect where, like, people were excited for Forspoken. It wasn't great. And then, hey, here's a shadow drop, so you have no expectations, and then it's cool. It's like, awesome. Dude, like, it literally... The animation is legitimately just Spider-Verse. Like, it's exactly Spider-Verse, and it looks awesome. It's really, really cool. I like this game a lot. Yeah. I, I'm, I've only seen the trailer. I have not played any of it yet. Is it on, is it on Game Pass? I assume? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, it's, it's so unique. While I was watching the trailer, I was trying to figure out, like, what other game it's like. And it's got, like, art styles similar to some games. It's got, like, the rhythm part similar to, like, Crypt of the Necrodancer and that kind of stuff. But also, it's, it's just, like... I don't know. There are 2D sections of it. There are big arena-style boss battles. There are... It, it's wild. There's 3D platforming parts of it. It's everything. This game is everything, and it just looks cool. It has a cool personality to it, too. So, I would like to play this soon. 
if I ever get time in my life. Finally, developer Arcane Studios will be releasing their story-driven shooter, Redfall, on May 2nd. They announced at today's Xbox Developer Direct, they also revealed some new gameplay footage showing off more details of the player's unique abilities, as well as the titular setting of Redfall, Massachusetts, giving a glimpse at, light, at a lighthouse story mission. Redfall features both single-player and co-op multiplayer modes. This is the game that Alex thinks is going to be possibly game of the year, which is why I chose it in our uh, Fantasy I Critic mean, draft on our secret Discord, which is just when we do the podcast I'm, without you. <laughs> I'm really hoping, I mean, I'm really hoping that it uh, lives up to this prediction because, yeah, I made a prediction of it earlier in the year, and I hope that I'm not proven wrong. Looks dope. I watched the whole 11 Minutes. And I was like, you know, they've talked about what it's supposed to be, but it feels like it, it feels like an arcane. It's an open world arcane game. So if you've played, uh, what was the one that we like, Alex? Deathloop. Mm-hmm. You played Dishonored mm-hmm. minus like the hands for Chad for whatever. I like Deathloop. No, no, I said Deathloop and Dishonored for which Chad doesn't yeah, like yeah, fans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said what's the whatever one we like, reasons. Alex? As if like y'all have a secret Discord outside of me. It's just me and Alex. <laughs> We're not on Discord, just me and Alex. Uh, but it's basically, you can tell it's like, this is definitely from those people, but it's just straight up an open world. Some people said Far Cry. I kind of see it, but it's like, all right, we got a big open world. You got home bases and you go out and you do missions. And then there are, there's like boss sections of the game where it's like, all right, go clear out this area. And then if you do that, you get to fight a mini boss. And then there are procedurally generated nest, which I'm like, this is just like a dungeon from like destiny or something where you go through it's different. And then you fight a boss and you get loot at the end. I'm like, this game is going to be dope. And I am, I am down for it. I'm here for it. I was already excited. And then I watched the gameplay and I was like, Oh no, I know what the game actually is. This is even better. So ready for Redfall. Yeah. May 2nd, not too long to wait. That's three months. One quarter of the year. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Anything, any comments you guys have on anything else? Xbox developer underscore direct related? <sighs> no, I like the show. It was pretty cool. Again, I don't watch stuff live, so watching it afterwards. Getting a Hi-Fi Rush as a shadow drop, I think, was definitely the highlight for most people. Yeah. Um, but cool. Yeah, I, uh, truth be told, like looking at the whole big picture i actually didn't really care that much for this showcase you know obviously a lot of cool games getting shown off that i know a lot of other people care about entire time that i was watching it i was like man we are due for a nintendo direct at some point in the future looking forward to that and sony it's been a while since sony did one and too sony. right yeah definitely yeah. and stady oh Ooh. oh <laughs> poor guys I'm looking forward to the very first Neo Geo GeForce N- NVIDIA that's what it is not Neo Geo NVIDIA GeForce <laughs> direct stuff is something different <laughs> alright let's jump into playtime we've talked a little bit about some stuff we've played already so Adam I'm going to let you round out the rest of your list you've talked about Hi-Fi Rush already but tell me what else these letters mean yeah played Hi-Fi Rush cool stuff everyone check it out um, so MGS3 I finished it completely nice earlier this week so i'm ready for whenever we get to it it seems like everyone played it a bit so i'm ready to talk about that game i've completed a kojima game it's the first one i did front to back all the way through and i'm proud of myself (laughs) Uh, you should be proud of yourself it's an accomplishment (laughs) yeah yeah it's very cool uh so midnight suns deadpool dlc released earlier this week i'm a couple missions in and yeah nolan's north is he's back he's being deadpool and you're fighting vampires with a y 
Uh, it's very fun. It's very silly. And it's more Midnight Suns. So I'm very excited for it. And it's just cool to have Deadpool. He's such a cool character. He goes in fuego. Like when he, when he stacks up abilities and he just gets better. But it's called in fuego because I guess. Why does Deadpool always speak Spanish? You ever notice that? Because he loves chimichangas. And there's the. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Where, but like, he's where not does Deadpool. Where is Deadpool from? He feels like he's from Nebraska to me. United States. Where was he in the movie, though? Wade Wilson, born in Canada. Yeah, that's right. That makes sense because he was part of the same super secret project that turned Wolverine into Wolverine. And that's why he speaks Spanish. Of course, a perfect correlation. Why does Deadpool speak Spanish if he's from Canada? Don't they speak French or something (laughs) up there or a hybrid language and he literally he's typing all of this in i know for a fact uh the first res- uh, response is from quora.com what was the spanish line in deadpool 2 um donde esta la biblioteca is in deadpool 2 which is thank you where's the bathroom no the, sorry library where's the, where's the library uh but yeah anyways yes he does speak spanish it's fun that's a good time keep playing that uh and do the last i have thing to I beat did, the game before i can hmm? play the deadpool stuff no you have to have Spider-Man on your team. That is That's as far it? as you need to be. Oh, shit. Yep. So if I buy this DLC today, I can have Deadpool. Dope. You could play it today. Yeah. He's got his own mission structure, new enemies, all that good stuff. Um, the last thing I did was play Hitman Freelancer, which is the roguelite uh, mode that they added to Hitman. Now it's called Hitman World Assassination. It's not Hitman 3 anymore. Um, and it's really good. Holy shit, it's good. It is. I mean, I like roguelites. You basically have a base, and you go out and you do... Like completely original, you know, generated missions and go assassinate people. And you start with very little gear and you build up. If you lose twice, you start over at the beginning. It's a roguelike, but it's also Hitman and you build a base up and it's really, really cool. So everything I played this week was awesome. Well, most things I played this week are awesome. So uh, <laughs> yeah, had a good, good time. Alex, you got a relatively short list here. Yeah. Uh, I want to, I'll keep this short and sweet because I want to save most of my thoughts on this game for the podcast. But basically, I decided, you know what? It's time that I get around to playing Metal Gear Solid 3. And you know what? Might as well platinum it while I do so. Yes. Uh, And that basically took up the entirety of my past week and some change. So I haven't had the chance to really play anything else outside of, you know, Pokemon Soul Silver that I do on my Twitch streams. I will say, again, don't want to go into too much uh, discussion of this particular game on this podcast. Surprised to hear, Chad, that you had already platinum this game. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, a long time ago, back when I still lived in Chicago, platinumed it on PS3. This is the easiest of the Metal Gear Solid games to platinum by far. So, like, this is the only one that I've done that yeah. for. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely get into it more on the podcast itself like you're right definitely the easiest of the metal gear solid games to platinum still took me a little bit by surprise but make sure you transfer your save to another if if you're playing on vita transfer it to ps3 or vice versa pop that second platinum thank you for giving me that tip because i was just about to say like i don't know how soon i'm going to go out and get the vita platinum i don't own the game on vita so like I'll need to debate how much I want to pay $14 just to earn an instant platinum or however much it costs nowadays. But thanks for the tip. You're welcome. 
Um, <clears throat> I've got some. I've got three things that start with DS on here. I've got DSC, DSC, DSR. So let's start with what I've been using to play some games. My DualSense Edge, everybody. DualSense mm. Edge controller. Just got this in the mail this week, and this thing is beautiful. Look at that shiny black on the the bottom there with the thumbsticks. The beautiful texture on the touchpad with the symbols, the texture triggers. Look at this thing. Look at how sexy. It's, it's very nice. It's so funny how you spent $200 just to play N64 games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is this is a beautiful controller. I just wanted, just wanted to give a shout out to it. I think what I'm most impressed with is, it like, you can customize so much shit about this. Like, obviously, yes, there's the triggers here. You can adjust the height of them here, how clicky they are. You can assign back buttons here. But then if you go into the... It's all, like, baked into the PlayStation UI. You can adjust the, like, curve and the drift or the, the drop-off and, like, the dead zones of your th individual thumbsticks. You can adjust, mm -hmm. like, the dead zones and the responses of your triggers on there as well. And you set it all to profiles with these little buttons at the bottom. So, like, I default profile just makes it a regular dual sense. I have this one set up for mobility, <clears throat> so like games that sprint and jump that I have on the back, and like my thumbstick mm. is a little bit more responsive. And then I have uh, function X for dead space because I made one of these shooting stasis triangle instead. So like you can really easily and quickly swap between them like that. And then of course just tapping the button and options together immediately jumps you to the controller settings menu deep in those menus. That way you don't have to like. Go to your home screen, go to settings, controllers, accessories, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Just hit that button to go straight to settings, hit that button to come right back out. I love this thing. It's sexy. You can customize. There's like paddles that I've chosen to put on the back where there are like little half dome clicky things. So, Why would so you good. use the half dome? Uh, I really like how like these contour to the controller. It's really comfortable. That's what I'm saying. Why would you not use paddles? Why would you use anything yeah. but paddles? The half domes are like actually clicky, which feel really good like to click, whereas these are like a softer, mm -hmm. um, more subtle paddle. But maybe they, maybe that maybe if you're somebody who like accidentally hits the back buttons a lot, the clicky dome ones would be more purposeful. I don't mm -hmm. know. Maybe. But uh, the the thing that surprised me about it is the hard case. Um, that it comes in is like so well designed and it's like a big clamshell. There's a spot for every single piece that you can customize about it. It's very good, very good. But I used all of that to play uh, Deep Stone Crypt. We did some a raid in Destiny this week. We got the whole clan back together eventually. Dallas eventually joined us. It's been months since he's played Destiny with us. Where's he but, been at? Um, he's been out there playing Warzone, beating his head against the wall. Actually, he won today. He sent us a video of him w winning at three self-revives in the gas and so that he could come back and take the win. It was great. It was incredible. Um, but yeah, we played Deep Stone Crypt because two weeks ago, Destiny, they uh, significantly enhanced the drop rate of deep sight weapons for mm -hmm. uh, raids wow. and dungeons. So that those are the ones that like unbelievable. Yeah, you get you, you get those you drops. Can't imagine. You craft them. I never imagined that they would increase those drops. They did. They did. I just forgot the name of. Yeah, they're deep sight weapons. It's it's a it's a category a mod on a, not a mod but like a type of weapon that's craftable. Is yeah. is deep sight spelt with a Y? No, like vampire. But it is all one word, so it can be Ooh. trademarked. Whoa. But yeah, they made those. They made those uh, drops really, really frequent now. So we were just farming the end boss on that, 
and I got like 10 deep sight weapons in like seven encounters that we ended up completing, which is pretty dope. And everyone so officially if, has Eyes of Tomorrow, the exotic rocket launcher. Everyone on our team now okay. has Eyes of Tomorrow, so we don't have to, have to worry about that if fucking you, thing again. If you had to say what the deep sight weapons were on a football team, would you think they'd be the offensive line, the quarterback... Throwing back the offensive coordinator, no, perhaps? No, no, Where no. would you See, put the deep sight weapons on that? Here's, here's if you're thinking about a football team and how deep sight weapons mm -hmm. work, you, nope. <laughs> you find five football men who are all uh -huh. the part that you want. And let's say you really want a really great linebacker. You get five linebackers and you recruit them. You, no, no, you, this is how it works. This is how deep sight works. You get five linebackers and you recruit them. You put them all mm -hmm. in a giant vat of acid and dissolve them. And now you're able to create. <laughs> the perfect linebacker. You can customize every part of it and, and make it exactly how you want it so that you get the god role of the linebacker. So you just have to kill five linebackers and then you get the perfect yeah. one on your team. I just like how we're, me and Alex are making fun of you. I, I only joined in because oh, he I did it. I didn't feel like I, I was being was made fun of. I felt like I was providing a valuable service just now, explaying it in football terms so that you all understand. You. That's just me. <laughs> me no, and him was, were talking about in our private Discord uh, about <laughs> we're making fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, Dead Space Remake. Hell yeah. Ooh, baby! Uh, I am very, very, very pleased with this game. I am uh, just over halfway through it right now. Picked it up. Uh, I, I, I love Dead Space, obviously, already. I have the giant metal poster I've had up here for like a year and a half in my room already. But I just realized you can't see that because it's blurred out. Um, but, uh, yeah, really enjoying this game. It is... There are, there are parts of it that I feel like they've changed... Not unnecessarily, but just like, oh, that's an interesting choice that you did. Like, they've changed some of the, the, the objectives or puzzles in the game. They now have this, like, circuit breaker system that they ha didn't have before. They also used to have a thing where you, like, in the game, you, can, you collect nodes throughout the, uh, throughout the ship. And you use these nodes to either upgrade your weapons, so, like, you can do more damage with a certain weapon or reload or that kind of stuff. Or, in the, in the original, I'm pretty sure it worked this way in Dead Space 1, and not just two, but like you would have, you would come across locked doors and you didn't know what was behind the locked door and you could choose to use one of your nodes to open it. So like you're sacrificing upgrade ability for your weapons to figure out what really cool things might be behind this door, a new weapon, a new schematic, new something like that. That's all gone. And I don't remember this being a part of the original games, but I'm only, it's been 10 years since I played one, but there's now a security level clearance system instead in its place it seems like so like through over the course of the game you get security level one clearance two clearance and then you can metroidvania style go back in the game and find or, those doors or chests you couldn't unlock last time a, a better comparison is like the, the metal gear solid series for right. example you get the blue card and the yellow yeah. card and all that kind of stuff um so yeah i'm it, it is a beautiful freaking game i'm playing it on uh not 60 fps what's it? resolution mode instead of performance mode because mm -hmm. it was just like the textures on isaac's body were just like a little too low res for me on performance mode but i'm still 30 frames a second feels great looks beautiful ray tracing papa john's um sound design obviously with this game they they had a ton of developer diary type things coming out where they talked all about how they did the sound and how they actually used ray tracing for sound and 3D audio and all that kind of shit. And holy, it, pay, it, it paid off. I'm, I've been playing it with these AirPods Max headphones. I definitely recommend play with headphones if you're playing this game mm. because the 3D audio is spooky as fuck, but also it's very helpful for like locating sounds in space around you. 
So yeah, having a great time with this. I'm I'm 97% sure I'm going to platinum this one again too, even though I already platinum with the mm. original. It's just it's such a fun game and it's so good that I I'm immediate, I'm only halfway through it and I'm like, "God, I want to go back and play this again already." Um yep. so for plus, that I've got to play it, I've got to play it at least on new game plus to get the new alternate ending. Yeah, yeah. And then I got to play it again on the impossible cool. video or impossible difficulty. Yeah. I'm glad that you and so many other people are enjoying it. Uh, I will say I played through the original Dead Space and Dead Space 2 about just a little bit under a decade ago. At the time, I platinumed the original game, but I never got around to platinuming the second because that one trophy in that game where like you had to beat the game only saving three times oh, yeah. that seemed was a piece of really shit. daunting at the time. <laughs> and now like I'm... I'm I'm kind of mad that I didn't just bite the bullet and get it over with then because I'm probably going to play this game pretty soon myself and it's going to be tough. I bet for sure it is going to be very tough to go back to vanilla Dead Space 2 after the remake uh, of one. Yeah, it's uh, one of those but, things where you hey. don't realize how gross the original looked and per and played until you play the new one and then you're like, oh man. Yeah, there's no way I can go back to that. So fun it's, question. That that it's a oh, shitty trophy that with only three saves, but like it's it's doable. It's doable. A couple sittings. So question then, is this? I know there was a whole lot of discourse of like this is Callisto Protocol. Callisto Protocol came out quicker, so it's going to eat its lunch. But it seems like this is what Callisto Protocol wishes it was, right? <laughs> like everyone yeah. likes this way more than Callisto Protocol. Yeah, Callisto Protocol was. I mean, it's the same. Um guy who led the who directed dead space i believe is the same guy who directed callisto protocol and while i'm playing this game when i played callisto protocol i was like yeah this is pretty good i mean it, it's like it's basically schmed schmaze it wants to be dead space so much that it's taking all the same systems but calling them something different but while i'm playing this I was like oh no man that that's swing and a miss for callisto protocol it feels like a step backwards in a lot of ways compared to dead space at least dead space remake because uh, yeah. that's what's fresh on the brain. But I, that, is, I do um, still want Callisto Protocol as a franchise to succeed and, and go on. Because as I mentioned that when I played that one, it's like, aside from Callisto Protocol and Dead Space, there is nothing else out there kind of like this game. So if EA's, EA is now finally remaking things after like three years ago, they're like, we're not going to remake anything. We're only new stuff. And now they're like, here's Bioshock. Or not, um, here's... um. What's the Bioware game? Mass Effect. Here's Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Here's Dead Space. Like, if they're not interested in making Dead Space 4 or rebooting it or whatever, then Callisto Protocol is all we've got. Uh, I just want to say, uh, the director of uh, the Callisto Protocol, who, are we, who we were mentioning earlier, is Glenn Schofield. Uh, yes. And I was looking up this guy's gameography, and let me tell you, this guy has an interesting gameography, to say at least. Of course, uh, he worked on the original Dead Space. He was actually uh, an executive producer on that game, not a mm, director. Gotcha. But clearly, he had a huge influence on its design. Uh, originally, he actually started out as like an art director slash like lead artist. The first game he worked on, 1991, Barbie colon Game Girl. <gasps> Hell yeah. He then worked on Swamp Thing. Yes. The Simpsons, I played a lot Batman of Barbie Game Girl on Game Man. Boy. <laughs> that game <Really>? was fun <laughs> yes <laughs> uh 
worked on Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Okay. Uh, that. Eventually, the first proper actual real quote-unquote game that he directs is Gex 3D, Enter the Gecko in 1997. Uh, he also directed Gex 3, Deep Cover Gecko. Uh, and Lord of the Rings, uh, The Return of the King, he was a producer on that game. Oh, what's a good game. Yeah, so he had, he had an interesting history as like, uh, kind of like a handyman working on all sorts of weird licensed EA games before he kind of hit it big with Dead Space. I, I, like you guys, I'm hoping that he can kind of course correct the Callisto protocol and, you know, bring it back into, you know, a good place. Because as people have noted over the past few weeks, it's a it's a little shitty that, you know, both the Callisto protocol and uh, Forspoken came out within like a month of each other. Both of them, these like incredibly high production value, like original IPs that are not based on anything else. And both of them, you know, kind of underperformed critically and commercially. And yeah. so, you know, hopefully he can, you know, make up for that. That's it. That's all we played for the week. Let's jump into our quest log. We've got just a couple of things here. Uh, both Naughty Dog related. First is The Last of Us Season 2 Details. This comes from Alex Stedman at IGN. HBO has announced that there will be a Season 2 of their critically acclaimed video game adaptation, The Last of Us. After the announcement, game creator and show executive producer Neil Druckmann revealed on Twitter that last... Oh, sorry, I zoomed in and lost my spot. Uh, that Season 2 would follow the story of The Last of Us Part 2. Speaking to IGN at The Last of Us's red carpet premiere earlier this month, showrunner Craig Mazin revealed that they had already started to talk about how they would adapt Part 2. This is a quote from Craig. It's a big animal to take apart, you know, because it's a much bigger story and it's a more complicated story. It's a beautiful story. It's more than a season's worth of television, for sure, he added. Congrats. The Last of Us Part 2, or Last of Us TV shows out there, like, smashing records on HBO. Uh, in terms of viewership numbers. So that's really great. I've seen the first two episodes. The third one started two minutes ago. I'm very pumped for that. Um, I, I'm, I'm also curious to see how they tackle part two because that's like almost double the length of the original game. And so it's definitely not going to be a one season kind of thing. So I'm curious if they just like split it up between A and B over two seasons. But I don't know. I got a feeling where they could split it and make a season three, you know? But oh. I, I feel like though... It wouldn't have the same impact if you wait a year before you see the other side. Yeah, I don't know. They'll figure it out. It's HBO. They what money. if, what if, stick with me on this, they pull a Nintendo DS? <laughs> Not in the sense that they bring season two to the Nintendo DS, but they have it so that season two is showing two different basically episodes of the show concurrently. And so on the top screen, you see. Uh, Ellie's story, and then on the bottom screen you see Redacted story, yeah. and you can see them happening concurrently to one another. Yeah, people will love that. Didn't they do that on like Twenty Four, where they had like boop boop, and they like split the screen yeah, into quadrants and like, show multiple things at the same time? Another another movie, not TV show, but a movie that did that was uh, the Ang Lee Hulk movie from two thousand three. They showed multiple things at the same time. I don't remember that at all. They, they did like a lot of weird like comic book effects. Like they were trying oh, to like, like panels simulate like the layout of like comic book panels, mm. basically. Interesting. I haven't watched that movie in 20 years. So yeah, I have, <laughs> go back. I have not either. I watched it one time on DVD from Blockbuster after it came out and that's it. All right. Next story. Final story for the day. Naughty Dog moves on. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. 
Naughty Dog co-president Neil Druckmann has said that the studio has, quote, moved on from the Uncharted series and could do the same with The Last of Us should it decide not to proceed with a third mainline series entry. Druckmann has claimed that Naughty Dog's parent company, Sony, wouldn't pressure the company into continuing the story of Ellie and Abby. Here's a quote from Neil Druckmann. I know there's a bunch of people wondering about The Last of Us Part 3 and whether that will be a thing or not. For us, Uncharted was insanely successful. Uncharted 4 was one of our best-selling games. And we're able to put our final brushstroke on the story and say that we're done. We're moving on. Likewise, with The Last of Us, it's up to us whether we want to continue it or not. Continuing on, he said, our process is the same thing when we did it when we did part two, which is if we can come up with a compelling story that has this universal message and statement about love, just like the first and second game did, then we will tell that story. If we can't come up with something, we have a very strong ending with part two, and that will be the end. Is it, is it dead? His comments on Uncharted feel like a very clever way of getting around revealing that another studio might be working on an Uncharted reboot while still making it sound like no Uncharted game is being worked on. I yeah, know. I mean, there's got to be there's got to be another Uncharted game being made by another studio with a Tom Holland face guy. Because right? they got to capitalize on that wildly successful Uncharted movie. And they got to have Mark Wahlberg in there. <laughs> or I'm Donnie or so... someone close to Mark. <laughs> I'm going to be so pissed if that actually happens because we already had uh, the, what what was it Insomniac Spider-Man game yep. acquire a slightly more Tom Holland esque faced protagonist when it was re released. Like yep. if we if we go on to have like two of Sony's biggest first party franchises have Tom Holland at the center of them, that is going to be very unfortunate. No no offense to Tom Holland by the way, great guy, but come on now. By the way, Alex, they already do. Sony Pictures has Tom Holland as the face of two of their biggest characters. Just a heads up. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, I, Uncharted. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that'll continue oh, either right, remaster right. in the in the in the cinematic in the, in the movies. Right. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah, I'm Sony just talking movies. about the video games. Yeah, we'll see. I was. Uh, I feel. Do you think we get an Uncharted remaster before we get like an Uncharted Five or whatever they would call another thing? No, they like the remasters. I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, we got already. We've got the Uncharted collection with one, two, and three, which was like mm -hmm. remastered, remastered, not remade, but remastered versions of those already. And we got the up like the four and the uh, the offshoot story one already last week too, or last year too. I don't, as someone who has played Uncharted one recently ish, I don't know, three or four years ago, like it's it's not a game that holds up well. Like you play Uncharted two and you're like, oh, this is yeah. where this this is where the game gets good, <laughs> and uh, so I don't yeah. think. I don't think it's worth going back to that well again. But I mean, I feel like there's also like the biggest potential there to also, you know, really improve upon its design and make a like far better experience than what we, you know, have right now. Sony's not above remastering things that don't need to be remastered. So uh, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. That's true. Uh, but yeah, I mean, basically, I would like more. Uh, what is that one called? The spinoff one. Lost like, Lost like Golden Abyss? No, not, I don't <laughs> want more Golden Abyss. <laughs> no, thank you. Now, I would like more Lost Legacies. If we're not going to do a full-on thing, give me more of that. Yeah. That sounds fun. Give me an eight-hour Uncharted. Uh, as for Last of Us Part 3, yeah, if you don't have anything good to do, don't force a game out. They won't, because they don't have to. Um, so, yeah. Because that's all about story. That game's all about story more than, more than gameplay or anything like that. So, you gotta 
If that's not there, fucking don't bother. We'll play. We have to be hearing something from Naughty Dog soon. They have, they have multiple studios over there or multiple teams over there at Naughty Dog that are working on something. Some of them have not been working on anything since Uncharted Four, which was a thousand years ago. Like, we gotta have something soon. It's all factions, baby. Oh, that's right. We're for sure. I forgot about. Gonna hear about factions. Yeah, the problem with factions, I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, like Naughty Dog can't make a small game anymore. Any project mm-hmm. that they work on is going to be a big, you know, fat old project. I'm sure that they originally wanted The Last of Us Part Two factions to be like a small little supplementary experience to the main game. But like, I would not be surprised if it is like 75% as large as The Last of Us Part Two in terms of just like sheer scope and grandeur and polish. That is so funny though. The last couple games, Uncharted 4 and then this, they're like, we've got this cool idea for the small thing, it's just DLC. And they're like, and actually it has to be a full game. Sorry, exactly. we, can't, <laughs> exactly. we can't have multiplayer, we've got to make a whole thing. So, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I mean, their track record proves it. They'll be fine. As we played sure. a couple weeks ago, I mean, Uncharted 2 is the best game that they've ever made. So as long as they keep up that quality, they'll be fine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. That wraps up our quest log. And it's now time for... Segment from Adam, from Adam, from Adam. One segment next to another segment from Adam, from Adam. That was Barbie Dream Girl on Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Game of Thrones. Duh. Such a good theme song. Uh, all right, so it's the end of the month. We're going to talk about what were the best games of the month. Um, interesting list. I think there's some good stuff on here. Was not expecting some of these scores, but it's pretty cool. Number one, Dead Space at an 89. On, yeah, these are all Metacritic scores, by nice. the way. Dead Space at an 89. People seem to be liking that. A Space for the Unbound okay. at 88, which is a really cool indie game I saw a lot of. I haven't played it yet, but I've seen a lot about it. Um, Hi-Fi Rush, also in 88, that shadow drop, people loving that. Season, Letter to the Future, which is the PlayStation exclusive, I believe, indie, uh, 82. Fire Emblem Engage, here in 81. I'm going to ask Alex about that in a second before I get to the, actually just say it now, Forspoken was a 66. I don't go below 80, but I had to do it just for <laughs> Forspoken, because look at that. Alex, I remember you did a Twitter poll the other day. Right. Trying to figure out what Fire Emblem to play. How did that go? And why did you do that poll in the first place? So I made that poll because I saw Fire Emblem Engage getting a lot of traction. I was like, should I maybe get on the ground floor with Fire Emblem Engage? And I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Fire Emblem Engage might like potentially be a lot for me as someone who's almost a complete neophyte to the emblem franchise and so i put out a poll being like should i get engaged as my first fire emblem game or should i get uh fire emblem awakening the 2013 3ds game uh people voted for awakening and so i was like great i actually very recently got a like newly refurbished uh new 3ds xl because i had always wanted one and i never got it when the 3ds was in vogue and so i have one now and i was like you know what i've been meaning to you know use this for something so i downloaded engage to it uh sorry not engage awakening to it and the plan was i was going to uh, quebec city last weekend for a quick little ski trip i thought for sure i'm gonna have some downtime during that trip to play awakening uh ended up having no downtime at all turns out it was a very busy weekend and i was also driving a lot of the way there and back Uh, And so I actually have not gotten a chance yet to even start Awakening. But now that it's there, 
now that it's something I've committed to, now that it's something I've talked about on this podcast, I will be playing it. Um, but so, yeah, that's where I'm at with regards to Fire Emblem in general. Tell me your thoughts in our secret Discord. Don't tell Chad. Uh, <laughs> as, far, as far as the things on this list, again, it's way too early for Game of the Year stuff. But I would definitely say everyone check out Hi-Fi Rush. It's very surprising and very cool. Um, and I'm interested in Space for the Unbound. I know what Dead Space is. I'm not great with spooky stuff. I know it's dopey space shit. For, um, I want to say that Space for the Unbound is from the same publisher that did Coffee Talk as well. Yeah. Hmm. For... It's I, yeah, it's definitely from either the developer or the publisher or somebody who you're like, oh yeah, I know who that is. The art style, yeah, the gameplay both, looks. Both those games are both. They're both Indonesian, and mm. as I understand it, Space for the Inbound a little bit different. It it has like visual novel elements, but it's more of like an adventure game. I want to say, uh, but yeah, rave reviews, people love it. I'm just looking at still screenshots from it. It looks like uh, art style similar to. Um, the Scott Pilgrim video game. Right. Let's see. Yeah, from Togi Productions, which is, like you said, the Coffee Talk people, correct? I believe. I'm just trying to figure yeah. out the developer, if they've done anything else. Glenn Schofield. Our first game. <laughs> Glenn Schofield, of course. He did work. No, I'm just kidding. No, this seems to be... Their first big thing. But no, I'm interested to try it out. Looks cool. Uh, and that's it. Season, probably going to skip on that. Because, I don't know. It didn't impress me. But that's just me. Yeah, it no looked like spoken. one of those like meditative games that, that like... Some, I would play that similar to how, I, how and when I would play Flower a long-ass mm -hmm. time ago. But it's not really something that I have space for in my in my life right now. If you're if you're a spooky person, like play Dead Space, like a horror person, like this is peak horror game, right? Like this is the, the best of the best that there is right now. So definitely play that. And then yeah, Hi-Fi Rush. I can't wait to get into that too. That looks cool. Forspoken. I really man. want you to tell me. Glad I didn't buy Forspoken. <laughs> I'm glad that they put out that demo because holy shit, thank you very much for saving my money. I will say, let me know, Chad, in our private discord yeah let me know whenever you finish dead space because i want to know what that new content is but anyways that's it for me okay uh that brings us to our game on game show the game on our game show we play a game called game on the game show on our game show game 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 folks halo's in trouble what? halo's in trouble we talked last week about the rumors that weren't true that that 343 was not going to be working on directly on halo games anymore and that it was like there's going to be a lot of little offshoot projects and like that didn't turn out to necessarily be true but it still means that like halo could use some help it needs new directions maybe new i don't know mashups maybe the tv show didn't do too well so we're going to play Now Flesh It Out, Now Flesh It Out, and it's going to be all pairings with Halo. This is a game where we take two games, we smoosh them together and decide what that game might look like as a way to like give us fresh takes and fresh ideas on what Halo could be. So I've got four pairings here. Again, the first part of the pairing is always Halo. And then I, these other ones are really successful games, popular games that either review well, sell well, they're, they're successful franchises or successful games so that hopefully Halo can borrow from some of that success. So we're going to start by mashing up Halo 
and Spider-Man, Insomniac's Spider-Man. What does that game look like? How do we make Halo more like Spider-Man or make a hybrid game of the two? Well, what's funny is that, you know, Halo Infinite introduced the grappling hook. Is it called the grappling hook? In it's either game? that or the grapple gun. Case. It's grapple something. The point is, they introduced a grapple to Master Chief's arsenal in that game, and it felt really good. And you could upgrade it and make it feel and, you know, function even better. And so, like, I feel like I already kind of have a basic idea of what this game could look like. Maybe you play as like, like in the same way that like you have like, you know, troopers that like specialize in like flamethrowers or like troopers that specialize in like you know small weapons or whatever in a lot of these like militaristic shooters maybe you have like a spartan unit that specifically specializes in just grappling like it's just like all grapples all the way down and they are like grappling through like a halo ring and they can only defeat enemies by grappling Ooh, if we like start to lean more towards like the titanfall type area like where you're you know that mobility and jumping all over the place the grapple hook wall running sure. all that kind of stuff okay oh that sounds good uh, I say add more backpacks because Master Chief <laughs> yeah always got to be ready at no time what I one of my actual ideas is I, I like the grapple hook thing that sounds cool or not related to Spider-Man but just related to where it takes place give me they kind of did it with ODST but just like a completely urban environment Halo game mm, would be cool yeah so ODST two, I suppose. <laughs> I just like the idea of like we're in a city and we're having these close quarters battles with these things that are scary compared to like I'm out in the mountains shooting things with a tank. I think that'd be interesting too. I want to see Master Chief walking around the city, helping homeless people, volunteering with Aunt May. <laughs> you know, I, I want. He's at the feast center, his, hanging out. Yep. Never takes his hood and never takes his mask off. I don't want to see his face because you know he's got to protect Mary Jane, so he can't take his mask yeah, off. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> in this, in this, like Halo Spider Man mashup scenario, who like who is the arbiter to Master Chief Spider Man? Is he like Silver Sable? Is he? Because, like, he can't just be, like, a straightforward villain because as of Halo 5, he and Chief are on, you know, decently good terms. Yeah, they're good buddies now. Keith David are hanging out. Um, who's someone that Spider-Man feuds with and then they're best friends? Hmm. Maybe Doesn't Harry? he, like, hook up with... Uh, yeah, Harry, maybe. Yeah, best friends, but Black also Cat. he's the guy. Black Cat also makes sense. That's what Black Cat, yeah. Like, yeah. did they bang? That, that makes sense. Yep. There we go. Ooh, damn Skippy in the chat says Master Chief more like the Punisher. Mm. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. You got a big arsenal New York, running around run being a vigilante. That could be fun. Yeah. Cops get the wrong idea about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I like it. I think that's the winner. All right, number two. Halo crossed with Mario Kart. Now, I'm going to put the kibosh on. We have to be more creative than just saying, like, you know, Diddy Kong Racing, where it's just you race around the track with a hog, with a... Uh, warthog or banshee like that's no no that's too easy think outside the box how are we doing this power-ups okay i got a real a real dumb idea a real dumb idea i don't know mm -hmm. why this idea just popped into my head but i mean i might as well just go for it okay we've all seen the halo tv show we all know that in the halo tv no, show we have not all seen it i have not seen well, all of not it. all seen it. i've seen like three episodes no, no. Okay, so you saw the episode of the Halo where we TV see his show. Halo butt, and then I was like, "That's a good butt." So dude. that's nice. the thing, and then I left. That's the thing. 
good old Master Chief gets naked a lot in the Halo TV show. And I've been thinking over the past few minutes, you know, how can we incorporate elements of the TV show into these games we're pitching? What if it's a Halo kart racer, but it's also kind of like ghouls and goblins or Mm -hmm. is it ghosts and goblins? The old Konami game where you play as that Mm -hmm. one night guy where when he gets hit, he loses more clothes. And so by the end, he's in his underwear. What if it's like that, where like you're driving around and your health is represented by how much clothes you have on? (laughs) So at full health, Chief is wearing his power armor. He gets hit once with a red shell. He's down to like his normal, like, I don't know, jeans and like t-shirt. You hit him again, he's down to his underwear and then you hit him a final time and that, that kills him. Can Helmet's you imagine on, being in that that Spartan suit wearing denim underneath of it? How uncomfortable must that be? <laughs> I like that Alex thinks that people wear jeans underneath armor. Yeah. I mean, it is it is like you know like a futuristic space setting. I'm sure they figured it out by then, right? Future jeans, that's true. Yeah. Now, I, I like who it. is he? Who is he? Who is he? Rate like what's going on? Like who's he up against? Because is it like Nipple Mario I mean, from from Super Mario Odyssey? I mean, it has to be all the other Halo characters, right? Men and women, you know, aliens. I mean, are there any aliens? any of note that are worth putting in there? I guess Cortana maybe drives a yeah Hall's driver's horse. Captain Key's daughter. Isn't Captain Key's dead in the first game? But he's not dead when he's racing carts. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, you have to put. You can put Arbiter in there. Okay, you can okay. put one of the you can put one of the prophets, like the vice prophet of truth or regret or whoever. Okay. Um, who else? The flood. You can put the flood. You can have a flood character. You can have uh, Locke from Halo Five. <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of lockers. <laughs> there are actually a lot of characters. There are a lot of and characters. And the fun thing you is, get naked in this kart racer. And again, it's a kart racer, but do cartoony. So, like, yes, Master Chief drives a little warthog, but then there's also someone who drives a little pelican. It's still on the ground. Yeah, it still just right. hovers. Okay. But you can just have different skins for your different vehicles, and they just drive around little pelicans and shit. That'd be fun. All right. All right. Number three, third game, Halo Cross with Bayonetta. Mm, I mean, we already talked about being naked using the Halo, nudity so. thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Adam would love, love a Halo cross bayonetta game where characters have long impassioned cutscenes in which they mm. <laughs> pontificate <laughs> and delve into their individual philosophies my favorite part of gaming very verbose sentences that don't totally make sense <laughs> and seem like they were translated from another language i think that he would love that i love games where they just fucking talk for 20 minutes straight constantly <laughs> especially if it's uh, translated from japanese oh those games are so good Bayonetta, Metal Gear, my favorite fucking games. <laughs> Chad, aren't you? No, sorry, Adam, aren't you looking forward to hearing Chief spend 20 minutes talking about how he went to the moon before Yuri Gagarin or whatever? I'm excited for him to be like, huh? Just like 100 times a minute. That's what I'm excited for. Oh, yeah, him to talk about like, what is the duality of man? Politics are war, but are war the politics of the people? Patriots. Okay, ready for this. Let's have fun. Um, Nailed it. No, I mean, yeah, just action, action, Master Chief with the sword. You got I mean, a sword. Yeah, we energy got the energy sword. sword. We got the hammer. This has got to be third person for sure. And yeah. he can't be wearing denim. No denim in this game. <laughs> you just I, can't I will do that say, kind of to, to actually give 
to give a legitimate answer. The, the cool kind of like seed of something really interesting about a like Bayonetta Halo crossover game is, you know, Bayonetta 2 and Bayonetta 1 especially had really cool, really like large scale boss battles. Like mm -hmm. some of the boss mm -hmm. battles in the original Bayonetta were really entertaining. And I feel like you could do something similar with this game where like Halo, sorry, where Chief is fighting like a gigantic alien enemy uh, and like, like just scaling up it and running up it and gunning up it. I know that he's fought like, like he fights like scarabs, for example, in Halo 2 and 3, which are those giant like crab-like enemies controlled by the Covenant. But like, I feel like we could get really creative with that kind of stuff in this game. Fighting Gravemind, that big old tendril monster. That's, That's cool. a good point, right? We yeah. only ever see Gravemind in like cutscenes in, in Halo cut 2. Yeah. In this game, you would actually fight him. Good, good idea. Good idea. I like it. I'm down for that. Dope. And then the last but one again, here. It has to be 20 minutes of bullshit talking, and yeah. then you fight Gravemind. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Speaking and there would have to be all sorts of, like, weird, like, like secretive ways that you could defeat all the bosses. Like, if you toss, like, a bunch of mushrooms at Gravemind, you know, <laughs> get distracted by the mushrooms and eat them up. There will, you'll, like, if you, like, set the clock ahead, Gravemind will be like, oh, I got bored and left the planet. <laughs> the planet. <laughs> This isn't even Bayonetta at this point. Yeah, we're talking about other video <laughs> games at this point, but it's all good. Yeah, way more a certain other series that we all have in our minds. But yeah, go on, Jeff. Finally, one that lends itself well to just nonstop text and talking and reading. Halo Cross Pentiment. Mm. What does this game mm. look like? I did not play this game, so... Well, I have a fun idea. Old-ass people from a book that looks like it's illustrated in 12th century and lots of reading in Old English. No, so this reminds me, I don't know how they would do it in a, in a video game, but I remember reading like the Fall of Reach books when I was a kid, right? And it's a story mm -hmm. of like humanity when they first meet the Covenant and like no one knows that aliens are fucking real or whatever. So have like an analyst or somebody, again, Master Chief probably wouldn't be in it, maybe at the very end, but like an analyst or someone who's like going through logs and shit of like, what the fuck's going on out here in space? Like, I've looked at this report and there's these weird things. All right, you just file that away. I'm thinking like papers, please, except for the like reports about people being abducted and have scorch marks on their bodies or some shit. I don't know. It's got a not, it's not action. So you just got to think yeah. of like, what is a text-based thing in Halo that could be cool? And like people finding out aliens are real and the reports that they have to hide and file away because of the aliens coming out of nowhere so spoilers for halo 2 there's this big <laughs> kind of plot point in that game about how the covenant have been looking for earth for years they finally mm. find the earth but when they get there they're like wait a minute this is the planet that he, the humans inhabit we thought that this was just supposed to be the place that like this giant forerunner installation thing was built at what if this halo uh, crossover game also takes place in the Middle Ages. It's about a like kind of crack team of the of like Covenant like kind of recon like it's like a Covenant recon unit that is like sent out to kind of like find promising planets planets that might have technology related to the Forerunners. They find Earth in like the Middle Ages, and basically you play as like a medieval peasant who has to like defeat these like super aliens that like are very technologically advanced, but because they're this recon unit, it's like just them. So like no help is coming to kind of back them up, but they're also very powerful. I actually really want to play that. <laughs> You're like fighting back almost like Plague Tale style where like 
I've got a sling with a rock, and <laughs> you've got a freaking energy shield and grenades, but... How do we sounds, take them out? That sounds fun. Pray, give me some Prey vibes. Yeah, that's, Which, a, yeah, that's uh, a good Prey remake with, like, everything, a cup is an alien, like that kind of vibe? No, Prey the movie, where it's, oh, like, the, gotcha, the Native gotcha, Americans gotcha. against the Predator. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's good shit. Yeah. All right. Oh, Hopefully... I thought you were... Uh, for the record, I thought you were referring to the original Prey video game from like also a game with a Native American, but no, that is not <laughs> right. <laughs> but similar kind of premise, yeah, of yeah. like very high technological alien fighting, yeah. like a very low technological but skilled. He's like, warrior. I'm a dude from Oklahoma, and there's aliens. <laughs> right. It's like, all right. <laughs> Hopefully, Phil Spencer was watching because we have a lot of really great ideas for where Halo could, Halo could go next. And that's it for Game on Game Show. That's it for episode 293 of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You've got homework. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash respawnaimfire, where you can go to vote on what game you want us to play each month from our backlogs, where that is a classic that we haven't played or something we needed to revisit after a long time. We call that BARF, Backlog Accomplishment with Respawn and Friends. You all voted in January for us to play Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Which is why there's been a lot of roundabout talk about that game on this episode. Uh, for the month of February, we will have a poll up v shortly, where you can By go the time vote. You on hear that. this as a podcast. By the time you hear this on Tuesday mornings, as a podcast, it will be up. So go vote on that. We will then. It's a short month, so keep that in mind. Don't choose freaking Persona Five as our game, because was number one on the list. Nope. Nope. Short month. <laughs> uh, so yeah, go vote on that. We will have our Metal Gear Solid episode, I assume, sometime in the next week. We haven't talked about it as a group yet, but we'll get offline in our separate discords and we'll talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Figure out a date that works. But I assume by the time you hear our podcast episode next week, we will already have one out maybe, or it will be out at the same time. That's it. Alex, thank you for joining us as a rap regular this week again. Uh, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you and yourself and your streaming and more Fire Emblem? You can find me on Twitter at Alex Kozina, A-L-E-X-K-O-Z-I-N-A. And you can find me over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash live. I am barreling towards the end of my Pokemon Soul Silver Nuzlocke run. And I'm trying to think what I want to do as a buffer before I do my next Pokemon Nuzlocke run. I was thinking maybe I could do Dead Space Remake on stream, uh, but TBD as I am as of yet undecided. Nice. It's a very good game to stream. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. <laughs> it's just silence. My brain went blank. <laughs> Hold on. Can I, can I do a sign-off? I'll do a sign-off. Go off. for it. Yep. In 1960, I saw a vision of the ideal future from space. Three years earlier, the Soviet Union had succeeded in launching Sputnik, the first <laughs> Having just left the room. <laughs>